Hello everybody and welcome and this is the Midnight McBride show, show number 23. I apologise for everybody who watched the last show when we didn't have our clothes on but it was relevant, it was to do with body image and naturism so I hope we didn't offend anybody anyway. I'm joined this week, it's the second ultra running show. The first one was show number eight and I had Nicola Bruce and Gareth Kilshaw with me and I'm joined again now by Gareth Kilshaw. Hello Gareth. Hello Patrick. How you doing? I'm good thank you. Good. So, Gareth, you've been on the radio twice. You've been on this podcast. You're prolific in being famous. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not quite sure about that, no. but yeah. So, Gareth, we've quite a bit to talk about, about a lot of new things that are happening and how the world has changed, obviously, in the last few months and how that's affected ultra running. You know? Yeah, and the event industry in the whole. Yeah. It's definitely one of the industries that is the slowest to come back and has a lot of the most restrictions and a lot of change. So, yeah, so we've done a lot of virtual races, the way people are training, the way people are looking at future, what they do is, is I think, has altered. Some of it for the good. Some of it has taught people that they can go out there on their own, can do their own thing, the... Um, it's taught people to respect the countryside a little bit, I think. It's taught people to understand they need to map read, they need to know where they're going. I think maybe, hopefully, it's helped people understand how much goes on to organising events. So, yeah, uh, like anything, I, I always try and take positives out of everything, and I think that's the only way to go and the way to go forward. Yeah. So maybe we'll start with, we're going to talk about your journey We'll get to that in a minute because of the things that have been happening with you. Yeah. Now you're vegan, now you're... Relaxed uh, vegan. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're, you're vegan and the races you're taking on, some new challenges that you've got coming up and why you're doing those, the causes yeah. that are involved, the sponsorship that you've just taken on and, yeah. you know, the, you're getting a lot of uh, help there and yeah. some really sexy kit, which we're going to have a look at <laughs> as well. So we'll get to all of that, but let's start off by... So lockdown came in and GB Ultras, which is the organisation that we're both part of and yes. you're an ambassador of. Yeah. Initially, when we did the last show, you'd stepped up to be sort of assistant race director. I did, yes. Yeah. Now you've stepped back down again and you've made that decision. So maybe tell us a little bit about that. Well, to put it as simple as it possible, you can't be assistant race director if there's no races direct. So... We had a big year planned. We had new routes to look at, a lot of developments. But because of the situation, it's definitely been about uh, consolidating, yeah. keeping the company going, making sure that it's there in the future, making sure the community's looked after. So for me, uh, there was a couple of things. I, I was a lot behind the desk. I wasn't doing much of what I liked. I wasn't... Uh, People focused. That's you know my thing is interacting with people, getting yeah. out there. I mean, running was suffering, so I needed to make a decision, and I, and I felt that to help the company and go forward, it was best for me to step back down to the yeah. ambassador's role, which I, I, I really enjoy, yeah. and I feel that my skills are more suited to at this moment in time. Yeah. You were you were an ambassador before you stepped up, yes, and yeah. you get to do a lot of the fun stuff, maybe less of the. How should we say? The day-to-day -day stuff, the, you know, yeah, dotting the T's and crossing the I's. Yeah. But also because there was no races, 
where I fitted into that role wasn't really there. So it was maybe what you'd just call a bit of bad luck or bad timing, really. It certainly was. Yeah. Uh, you took the step up just as the company had to rethink how it moved forward. Yeah. And one of the one things I, I didn't want to do is put any financial strain on the company. And, uh, you know, so by stepping down, I could take that wage out yeah. of the company. And because they didn't have to pay that 200 grand a year. <laughs> yeah. That, I'm sure that's what Wayne agreed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So he must still owe me some on that. I'll, I'll get yeah. back to him on that. But uh, yeah, so because there was none of that, there was uh, Wayne didn't have to worry about that because Wayne did worry about trying to fit me in somewhere. We, we looked at different things that we could yeah. do, but it's just Wayne had enough to deal with mm. and, and still does. So I'm always there for Wayne, supporting the company as much as I can and also supporting my family. So yeah, so it... I think things happen for a reason. So I left my job to take the job with Wayne. Uh, yeah. And because of that, uh, I then stepped down. I found another job that I really, really enjoy. Uh, very, um, not much stress at all. Uh, I work at Liverpool Docks as a cleaner on nights. Yeah. I work four nights a week, Monday to Thursday. So I have every weekend off of me running. I work with a great gang of lads. I met, you know, fantastic characters. Liverpool Dockers, some of the some of the best people I've, I've worked with, some of the most friendliest. And I suppose because you're on nights, if you're then going to run in a 24 hour period like most people do, they do it after work. It starts going dark, and you, yeah. you can you'll be running in daylight. Yeah, so that's good. Yeah, and also I always because I've always done shifts. I do think being able to work through the night definitely helps you in the especially in the hundred mile races. It gives you that insight yeah. of going through the night. Your body's used to it. So there's. All them factors, um, but it also made me and Cal reevaluate what we wanted to do, where we want to be. And we'd been mulling it over for a while, but we've definitely decided that we really want to uh, finish up in a few years' time, where retire quite young, yeah. go and live in Scotland. Uh, yeah, well... Yeah. We've just not decided yet. We've not decided in the Scotland borders or the Highlands. We've we've still got plenty of time to look, but we want to get a nice house with a bit of land. We want to grow veg, do a bit of microbrewing, do some running, some fishing, yeah. get back to nature a bit more, yeah. take all that stress. I mean... What you're saying, it's almost mine, Willow Road's roadmap. It's the yeah, same. It's exactly yeah. the same. I mean, yeah. Carol works for social services, so she has a very stressful job. Um, and at the moment, extremely stressful. Um, so it, it, she's worked a lot. She's worked really hard to get where she is. So it'd be nice for her to be able to yeah. have that time back and, and, and enjoy life, you know. Maybe, Gareth, tell us about, so how does a virtual race work? Because I know GP Ultras now, this year, predominantly by maybe two races, which I think is Snowdon and Scotland. The races are all now virtual races. And everything else next year, hopefully going back to being, you know, a physical race. But how do the virtual races work? I don't know. And a big question for me was, if you're running a virtual race, but you're not doing the actual route, surely the climb could be very different for different people. Yeah, the elevation definitely is different. So a virtual race works basically as we give you a distance to cover or you choose a different distance. So we, we have gone with our race series. So we yep. started as we do with Chester and work all the way to G2E at the end. So the last virtual race of our series this time is G2E next week end. Yep. And what you'll do is you choose from a 5K to a 100 miler. So yep. we managed to put other races in. So we've we've also used the GB race tracker 
So we can put you on the map and you can do, we split the race over five days. So you choose where you want to run and how far you want to run. So let's go for the 50 miler, which is the most popular. So you choose the 50 miler. So it starts at eight o'clock on a Saturday morning. And then you've got till eight o'clock Thursday morning, five days to complete that 50 miles. Right. And you can choose where you do it, what elevation and how many miles a day you do. So it's a lot more flexible and it's to get a lot more people with things the way they are, giving people maybe an introduction into the ultra world without making them go and run the first 50 up steep hills. Definitely. What it is doing as well is people who do run ultras, who maybe have lost a bit of uh, the mojo, a bit of the training pattern. It's giving them some emphasis to get back into training because they know they've got to do 50 miles in five days. So they're getting out and they're doing that 50 miles. And then we've found what they've done is maybe the first one or two, they've done it over five days. And then they've said to themselves, I'll do it over three days. And then quite near the end, we're having quite a lot doing it in one go. Yeah. the elevation, that's up to you. Uh, it's something that we will work on maybe as going yeah. forward. There might be more points if you do elevation. If yeah. they, it, has, think, it has lots of... I mean, you can make it as hard or as easy as you want. You can do yes. the M2L route and you can do it flat. Yes. Or you can do the Snowden route. You can do whatever. Yes. And so I suppose that's good because you then, you impose the difficulty yourself. It's a, a personal challenge, isn't it, you know? Yeah, and going forward, that that's a way that we could change them up a bit and add it in. And because yeah. we use race tracker, so you set off and you set off on Saturday morning and you do 10 miles. You go back into the email, you log in, it's got your date and your time. You log your date and your time and your mileage and your picture of your evidence of how you've done that. And it moves you 10 miles. And then your your name, just like on the day when you're on the, the tracker moves you along, will move you 10 miles. So they yeah. say that takes you just past checkpoint one. So right. when you go on the map, you can see you're on checkpoint one. You can see Nicola Bruce has left me and she's on checkpoint three. She's <laughs> Again. done 30 miles. Yeah. Again. <laughs> yeah. So she's done 30 miles and I've done 10. So yeah. then I go, oh, well, I'll have to catch Nicola. Yeah. So the next day I go, well, I'm doing 25 yeah. miles to try and get in front of Nicola. So we use the map that way. Uh, and obviously that helps people uh, see where they are, see the routes as well. So they yeah. can look at the routes uh, and hopefully, as it gets better and people get out more, they can get onto the routes. So they're matching the routes with can the elevation. Do the actual route, then, yeah. can't they? Yeah. I mean, if possible, it, you can actually go and do the actual route, can't you? You know, of course. You can now, yes. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Am I right in saying that all the races are now virtual? So even the hundreds are virtual. And also the Scotland, the Ultra Great Britain, there's a 215 version of it as well, or was. Is that, is that yeah, right? We, yeah, we've done all of them. Yeah. yeah. And that's where Rixo came in. Uh, they were very kind to offer us uh, uh, their product as first prize, which is cuff guards, recovery right. cuff guards. Which Maybe f- tell us how they work. I have no idea what they are. Well, like compression sleeves yeah. that I, you have. I had, when I did Ironman, I put these, um, what do you call them? They're like compression socks. Or yes. An- they go from your ankle to your knee. Yes. And they're supposed to, you know, help the circulation. Yeah. Well, these work on the same principle, but I find, and I think this is what they found, is if you wear them during a race, yeah. the compressing 
them muscles that you're trying to use. Yeah. So can work against you. Some people swear by them, some don't. But what everyone does realise is after the race, if you compress them muscles, that certainly helps. If you can compress them with ice, yeah, it helps even more. So what Rickso have done, invented a cuff guard for after you've finished, you get out the freezer. Yeah, It's got ice packs built into the... the That's what they are. I could see something yes. and I didn't know what they were. Yeah. yeah, so they've got ice packs built in. You put them on for 20 minutes, they compress and ice your shins at the same time and your calves uh, and yeah. give good results. So is it is it for recovery? Is it It's to, just for yeah. recovery. It's not for running in. Yeah. It's yeah. The, the, the recovery company, they're working, they're working and developing all the time. Uh, they started off, uh, Cameron, who's the head of the company, was a rugby player. Right. And uh, broke his neck playing rugby. Whoa, yeah. So he's come through it that way and got into physiotherapy. Then he was in the army working as a physiotherapist. And, and this is where his background has come. And that's, he works with recovery. And the, they like to work with, uh, not professional athletes, they like to work with professional athletes, but they like to work with, you know, the saying is everyone's an athlete. Yeah. So they understand that there's a lot of people out there who put in just as much effort as a professional athlete uh, who also need the same kind of recovery, yeah. the same kind of gear. So, you know, it's a lot easier for you know, Stephen Gerrard to recover after a match because he's got his physio with him, he's got his ice bath. He doesn't then have to go and do 12 hours at the docks that night. Uh, so that's the way I come in from. Uh, yeah. How does it work? So if you're doing a virtual race, we'll just go back onto the virtual yes. races. You get a, a GB tracker, so a GB ultra tracker. No, you don't get a tracker. No, no, no. You, you you track yourself. So you do your miles. So you do Strava oh, or right, Garment. Okay. Uh, yeah. You just go onto the map. So when you load down, so we use the software side of things. Yeah. The so the map and that we use that side. So as so when Cal was crewing me last year, yeah. she would look. She would go onto the map and see where we was up to. See where me and Nicola was up to getting where we was coming into a checkpoint. So that side of the map. And that side of the software is what we use for people to see and see how, how they're progressing along. So we've done Joggle, which was 825 yeah. miles. So it wasn't done overnight. Yeah. Uh, so people can, and people are still running that. We've, that's gone over three months. So you mm. can see people split all down the country on the map that way. So that side of the software, the trackers at the moment aren't used at all because post them out, getting them back every two weeks. Yeah. Uh, I know they're expensive, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. yeah. If one goes missing, it's uh, yeah, it is a big deal. Yeah. Tell us maybe Gareth about some of the races you've got coming up because I know you're going to do what there is a race every year called uh, the Leeds Liverpool Canal Race, and you're doing that route, but you're doing it for a good cause. Yeah. Yeah. Well, as I said, I've gone working at Liverpool Docks and their chosen charity for the year is, no doubt, the National Royal National Lifeboats Institution. Right. It goes hand in hand with the dockers. Yeah. Um, one of the ladies who works at the docks also volunteers at the, the lifeboat. So it's an actual choice for them. Uh, like everything else, it's suffered uh, to yeah. donations, not being able to go out, collect money, yeah. do fundraising, all the normal things. So it really is, uh, needs some funding. So I said, well, I know what I can do to help. I can go and do a run. So they was all like, oh yeah, what are you going to do? So I said, well, the Leeds to Liverpool Canal is a bit of a love-hate relationship with me. Yeah. When finish I finish in Liverpool, I'm assuming. No, no, we're going oh, the other way. Oh, well, we're oh. going the other way because my daughter lives in Leeds. 
Right. So we're going to start you in... You get lift on then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we can start in Liverpool and finish in Leeds. Uh, and one of the reasons for that is because when I first started ultra running, the Lee, Lee branch, so the Lee goes onto it. It's not part of the canal, but it's a branch off it. So I run up and down there all the time training. Yeah. When I decided one morning that I was going to go and do an ultra distance, I went out the house with me pack on and said to Carl, I won't be long. And I went out and I run a marathon distance along the canal, turn around and run back. Yeah. So that was my first ultra distance and it was along the Leeds to Liverpool Canal. The only problem with that for me is uh, I, and I've done them, I did the Canalathon on my first year, which was last year, 2019. I'm not a big fan of out and backs because no. you get there and you think, oh no, I've got to do it all again. A loop for my mind is much yes. healthier. Yeah, you know? yeah. But you know, GV Ultra like loving out and back. <laughs> I know, at the worst place. Yeah. The end of the Chester 100, there's this little out and back. <laughs> yeah. It's only about five miles, but it feels like a hundred. Yeah. You know? So that's why I picked it. There won't be an out and back this time. I'll be yeah. starting at Liverpool and finishing in yeah, Leeds. And I will be, yes. Straight line. And that's the reason for, for, for doing that and for the good cause. I'm doing it at the weekend of my birthday. So my birthday's the 8th of November. Yeah. So the Saturday is the 7th. So I'll be starting at 6 o'clock in the morning. I'll be following race conditions. So the actual uh, race you just said gives a 40-hour cutoff. Yeah. I'm going to drop that down to 34 hours. Yeah. So just put a little bit more pressure. I will come and see you, Gareth. I mean, I... It's a race I've always wanted to do. It's the race that got me interested in ultra running. I've never actually done the race in the end, but that was the race. I yeah. read about it and I always fancied doing it. And assuming that, you know, I'm here, I'll, yeah. I'll come and see you on, on the That'd canal. That'd be great. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. really I know it good. helps when somebody stands naked on top of a bridge, doesn't <laughs> yeah. it? Yeah. No, you keep that for your other show. <laughs> yeah. Like um, was enough for yeah. ultra running. The little stretch of canal you talked about going from the Leeds-Liverpool to Lee, that's on the Bridgewater, isn't it? Yes, that's yeah, it. Is. Yeah, beautiful, that beautiful stretch of canal. Yeah, you know? yeah. I nip on and off that quite regularly. Yeah. But I do a loop, pick up the canal and then pop off the canal, not an out and yeah. back. Yeah. Well, me and Nicola uh, are going to wrecky the route. I can't talk her into doing it. She, she does not like flat running. She doesn't like canal running. So uh, she's going to crew me with Carol. So yeah. them two are going to probably go off and have cream teas and stop at pub yeah, lunches. And forget and, forget yeah. to crew you, miss yeah. you at the checkpoint. <laughs> yeah. Leave me no, some water no at the side. or anything. Yeah, leave me some water at the side and some Halibos. <laughs> It'll be okay. Uh, so, yeah. So we're going to do the recce of the routes. So we started two weeks ago in Liverpool and we did the first 30 miles. Tomorrow, we're going to go and do another 25 miles. We're going to leave a car at the end and run to the car. And over the next couple of weeks, we'll just recce all the routes just to make sure we know what's what. Check where we can, they can meet me. Check, you know, check yeah. the, the foot in the ground. And uh, um, we always like to to recce a route and see it before we do it. I'm the same, definitely, absolutely. So Gareth, we'll talk about the fact that Nicola's now doing your training plan. Is that right? She is, yes. Yeah. How does that work? Well. I always think Nicola would be an ideal coach. She she loves the science behind it. She loves all the graphs. She loves looking at the mileage. Uh, she's always been very good when we've done races of saying, we'll yeah. do four minute miles here. We'll be at this point by this point, roughly planning. All last year, she had all the checkpoints down. She 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 basically planned what we would do, what bits we would do at the night. So yeah. she's very good at that side of things. 
uh, me and Cal really think she'd be a really good coach. So yeah, it's one yeah, of the things. One of the things that we're, we're not pushing her, but one of the things we're helping her work towards. So later on this year, she's going to do a run leader course, which is the first step. Yeah. So she's going to do that, and then hopefully she will go on and uh, complete her coaching. So nobody knows me better running wise than Nicola, uh, and so I was looking for someone. I've never really had a coach. I've just always done it myself. Yeah. And with new stuff, I'm new looking at things in a different way. Mm. I thought, well, yeah, and I thought it'd help Nicola uh, if she could pick it up. It has. It's turned her into this kind of monster. She's <laughs> <laughs> she's sending me training plans through and insisting I, I, you know, I've had to go out and do interval running this week. You've got to run 24 miles before 12 o'clock today, but it's Sunday. Yes. <laughs> yeah. No so, fry up for you, Gareth. No, no. no. Well, I, you know me, I don't mind the long runs. She's, yeah. she's scrapped all them in the week and she's gone for interval training. So yesterday I went out and I did a 15 minute warm up and then, Three minutes as fast as I could, yeah. followed by three minutes recovery, doing that six times. So I, I got down to seven-minute miles, uh, seven-minute mile pace yeah. for me three minutes as fast as I could. Repeated that six times and then a 10-minute cool down, jog home, uh, which seems easy, but it's not. I don't think it's easy. No. no. <laughs> I'm very comfortable at 10-minute miles. That's what I like to run. I can, I can do eight and a half, nine-minute miles yeah. for quite a long way, but... Uh, certainly when I get into, once I've done my first 10 or 20K, I fade fast then. If yes. I drop down to 10 minute miles, I can sustain that for a long time. And that's the that's the secret and, of ultra running, yeah. isn't it? And a 50, if we're doing a 50 or a 100, but certainly in a 50 anyway, if I drop down to 11 minute miles, I, I am very comfortable. That's my yeah. very comfortable pace for a very long distance. Yeah. Well, there's two trains of thought. One is either to improve and get faster uh, you need to do these intervals. And the other thing is that Nicola just wants to see me in pain. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure which one it is. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. Yeah. Gareth, Nicola has actually done the 215 mile Ultra Great Britain. She's never mentioned it to me. Really? <laughs> <laughs> and Nicola's also been a guest on the radio with me as well, on Salford City Radio. And yeah. we did a good show there. I enjoyed that. Maybe now tell us about. Last time we spoke, you'd become a vegan and a vegan athlete. Now, the reason I mention it is because we recently had a, a lady on who's Miss Great Britain, a bodybuilding champion, and she's also a vegan athlete, which surprised some people. And we now know that being at the top of your game in various sports, even ones where you're putting muscle mass on, certainly an endurance sport as well, it can be done, and I'm seeing it a lot now, as a vegan. It certainly can. Um, I have to say I'm a bit laxed on the vegan mm. it's tough isn't it it yes that, that that's the reason it's tough and also we've uh, we've been away recently so we went to a lovely hotel it was a Michelin star hotel yeah, we had a fry up surf uh, and turf <laughs> well yeah well yeah we, we went we, we went to relax uh, after a very long time being in lockdown being cow working non-stop yeah. so we needed to relax so we went and they do a taster menu 10 courses yeah. so i i was like actually i think i'm gonna have the normal menu cow's cow went with the vegetarian menu i i went with the normal menu and since we've come back from that some of it's creeped back in but really 
so I'd say about 90, 95% I'm vegan, but yeah. I, I'm, I'm not being as harsh or as strict on myself because you've got to enjoy what you do. And sometimes just finding that odd bit to go with a meal or if you go out to find something, you know, especially if you're not going somewhere that's so specialist to get a nice vegan meal is hard. So yes, I, 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 I try and live as much as that way as possible, but I, I'm not as strict with it. Yeah. I, I was a vegetarian for a while and then I became vegan. And then now I call myself and a lady I know very well called Becky Jones uses this term, a flexitarian. Right? <laughs> I think and I'll have that one. I, I eat fish all the time. Yes. So I'm not a vegan because I eat yeah. fish and I probably have meat. It might be once a month. It might be once every six weeks or so, but yeah. I do have meat occasionally. Yeah. And I'm okay with that. Morally, I struggle a little bit with it because, you know, there are aspects yeah. of that I don't agree with, but because of the amount of running I do, and, yeah. you know, like I said, I've been going out and throwing out between 13 and 18 miles two or three times a week on my own. That's yeah. sort of my regime. It's nothing too hard and fast about it. I just run when I feel like it. That's good, yeah. It's been quite nice because I was registered with a lot of races this year, yeah. and then they got pulled, and they flipped to the virtual side. So I've, I've not been doing the races, so... It means that I don't have to hit a 30 mile run seven days before I'm going doing a 50. You know, those kind of limits that I set myself have eased off. So in some ways I've enjoyed it more. I've still done some biggish runs, but there's no pressure. I'm not training for a fixed goal, you know, but with, with the diet, I do have meat occasionally and you know, that's okay. Yeah. 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 Yeah, And and I think you've touched on, uh, I've heard you talk about drinking before and yeah. and, and, and the same with that. We, we started off at the, end, the beginning of the year to try and go sober for the year. We've laxed on that a little bit. Maybe the hotel had a lot to yeah, do with yeah, this yeah, kind yeah. of thing. But but we went, we was going away. We wanted to, so we went, we had some nice wines. Uh, we don't yeah. drink in the week. We might have a drink. So Nicola's coming this weekend, but we're running Saturday and Sunday. But then on Sunday, we're coming home. We're going to have a nice meal. We might have a glass of wine yeah. with that. But Moderation, you know, that's yes, all. Yes, definitely. Yeah. I think everything in moderation yeah. is right. And put, calling yourself a vegan or I don't drink, this kind of thing. Because I used to say to people, I don't drink. And now I tell them I drink occasionally. And this year, I've got drunk twice. And that's usually, I only do it twice in a year yeah. and I've already done it. Yeah. So, and it's cheaper though, isn't it? When you- <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, but that's okay too. It's, it's moderation. I yeah. drink if I feel like having a pint. I will. It's not very yeah. often, very occasionally. But yeah, in the last, I hadn't really drunk this year. I hadn't been drunk. Um, I'd had a two, we've been out with Willow and I had a, a, a fruit cider twice. And then the last, I think, six weeks, I've been drunk twice, you know. Yeah. And by drunk, that's four or five pints, yeah. you know, and I'm yeah. drunk. So what? Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I probably won't drink again for a long time. But yeah. I hadn't seen some friends for, one of them for 20 years. Right. And we went out and I loved it. Yes. It was nice. And, and that's it. It's, you know, as long as you're enjoying it, you're not hurting anybody, it's not hurting you, then, as you say. Everything within moderation, I definitely think that. But to go back and touch on your point about the races being off and yeah. that taking some pressure off. I think originally everyone was like, what are we going to do? We need to race. Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, I'm going to run around my back garden until I, yeah, yeah. I, I've covered 10,000 miles. And he was like, please, I'll calm down slightly. But I think people really relaxed into it now. I think some of the virtual races are helping, but I think people are going, actually, I can fill my time. I can't wait to get back and 
join the races again because we meet other people. We we get to do things together. We all go, oh, we've achieved this. Or, oh, did you do this race? Did you do that? But I think people are actually going, I can go out and enjoy myself. I can go. Yeah. Uh, me and Nicola are taking some small groups out, doing the, doing some little runs with the community because of the restrictions, you can only take small numbers. Yeah. So you can only be in groups of six. So me and Nicola come together, so that's a so two. So a four-year waiting list then. Yeah. yeah, <laughs> yeah. But we, we've we done one every weekend for the last three weekends. Uh, straight away, as soon as we put it up online, people jump on yeah. it. We're getting different people, though. We're meeting different people at the groups. We're going to be a bit more interactive with them because when we've got a group of 20 people, we can either have one person who dominates your time because they want to talk to you. They've got hundreds yeah, of questions to ask yeah. you. But when you've got a smaller group, you can move around the group a lot easier. You can speak yeah. to people. So it's a social so, thing and it's, it's yeah. lovely. I think it's yes. good for everybody's physical yeah. and mental health. Yes, yeah. definitely. Yeah. And, it, and I think that's a thing that we will continue. A bit like the virtual races, GB Ultra will look to continue them in the winter months yeah. when people need them for training and stuff like that. Uh, the big ones see, people seem to like to do, so like the joggle, where yeah. it goes on for a couple of months and they do big mileage. Mm. People seem to like them. So I know Wayne, you know Wayne, he's got loads of ideas spinning around in his yeah. head. But it is, I think that's one good thing that it's come out of it, that you know people have seen there's different things. And as you said, people who never thought, people who could run a 10K or have suddenly come into the group and gone, oh, what's this? So yeah. I can run a 10K and then they've gone, so next time I could run a 50 miler, but I could run, I could run it at five, 10 milers. Well, I could do that. Yeah. And then, you know. It's made it more accessible for a few people. Open the door. So the virtual races are maybe a, a soft landing for those that want to get into an ultra. Yes. And uh, what was really good is people's come into the community and they've seen what the community's like, seen how welcome it is, seen how much support and helps there. So people are, are really saying some really nice things about the community when they're coming in, they're feeling yeah. welcome. The community's working well as a whole, supporting each other. It's with the virtual races, they've done a lot of support to help in uh, different charity organisations. So it's been a really good, positive outcome. And, yeah. you know, and that's the best thing, isn't it, for everyone? If yeah. out of, you know... I think maybe GB Ultras financially, like all businesses, especially if it's a social thing, has suffered with everything that's gone on. I know, course, I, know yeah. I have, there's lots of people have, but the community is probably stronger than ever. Yes, definitely. You know, and, the and, and the community has really supported GB Ultra. They've gone online, they've bought stuff from the shop. Uh, they've been very understanding about the cancellation of races, about the deferral programme, about having... They've worked with us. We, we couldn't have asked more uh, yeah. off them, you know. So it's been a two-way street. So it's been really good. Yeah. I entered the Chester 50, the M2L and the Chester 100. Those are the races I'd entered before things changed. I've now got those two transferred, the 50s transferred. The Chester 100, I'm not doing, but I've got a voucher so I can now use that for two more 50s next year. Yeah. So I think I've only got a register for the Scotland one and I've got all five 50s in the bag now for yeah. next year. So I think I'm going to go just for the Grand Slam on yes. that. You know? no, I'm probably throwing maybe the test to 100 because yeah. if you're going to do 100, that's a good place to start, isn't definitely, it? Definitely, definitely. Yeah. No. And that's what me and Nicola hope to target next year to do our sub 24 hour. Yeah. I was just glad to finish it. <laughs> yeah. Well, we was, 
I've done it twice now. Um, the first time I was just glad to finish it. Yeah. Obviously, then once you've done that, you, you go, oh, well, I finished yeah. it. Can I just... So I run it with Nicola. And we, we were aiming for a sub 24 hour. At a certain point in the night, we were like, no, we're not. We just want to get to that finish line. I want <laughs> yeah. to take these trainers off. And I think we did just over 25 hours. So that's that's yeah. well, that's I, one There's there. a big thing people probably don't realise with... If you're doing a 100 mile race, it's a big learning curve because yes. if you've done a 50, you think, and then maybe you do a couple of runs, you get to 60, 70 miles, you think, I can do this. Mm. But what happens with the Chester 50? As you go into the night and you're running through the field, the, the dew comes in yeah. and your feet get absolutely soaked. There's yeah. very, there may be a way around it, but you know, yeah. your feet get soaked. And then what happens is you're, the skin, you know, you're, you're gonna have, you're gonna struggle with your feet, and yeah. even if you put fresh socks on, your trainers are still wet. You can put fresh trainers on, but they'll get wet again. And that element for me was was something. There's only one way to really figure that out, and that's to do it. Yeah. And it, my feet were in bits when I finished it. You know, yeah. it was tough. Yeah. Even yeah. though it's a flat race, there's elements that you can't foresee, isn't there? Yeah. Running through the night, the temperature drops, the dew comes yes, in on yeah, the grass, etc. Yeah. And you're running through the fields. And the other one with the Chester 100, which is a big hit, is getting lost because I, I don't know anybody that, that didn't get lost at some point because there's aspects of it at night, even though I'd done the recce at night with yes. you and Nicola, it was a, about a 27, 30 mile recce yeah. run. Thought, yeah, no problem. Do it in the pitch dark again the second time. Yeah. And I got completely lost. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like we've said about ultras, you know, it is a mind game. So yeah. a lot. So I think what a lot of people do is they get into the night it starts getting dark, it starts getting cold and they focus in on that and they focus in on all that negativity and they focus in, my feet are wet and they, what I focus in there is I go, well, this means the sun's going to come up soon oh, yeah. because it's yeah. gone dark, so the sun's going to come up. So then I'll feel warmer, I'll be this much closer to the end yeah. and I think that's what you've got to do. You've got to be able to turn it round and you've got to say... exactly. No, okay, so this is really taking me this way. I need to turn that on its head and uplift it the other way and say, well, I'm glad it's gone night because that means I'm closer to the end because then that's closer to the sunrise. Absolutely, and, yeah. yeah. I, I'm the same. What e I mean easy is... Easy to say here. Yeah, <laughs> you, you have to go through that process. You've got to figure it out. And the only way to figure it out, you've got, you've got to do it. Yeah. And for me, a massive thing was when the sun came up, I thought, I'm, go I'm going to actually finish this yeah. race. I'm going to do it, yeah. you know, and... Then you start feeling elated, your energy levels go up and you're on it, you know. You might but, be hobbling, but you're... But if if at three o'clock when it's the darkest and it's the wettest and it's the coldest and you go into that village hall, that's lovely and warm. You don't want to come back out <laughs> no. again, do you? So, that's a very long break for <laughs> yes. most people. Yeah, so you've got to, you know, good timing sometimes. <laughs> you know, if you, need if you get... Say, come on. Yeah, if you get out. in that village hall at two and you're out again, that's maybe a bit better than getting in at three because yeah. three o'clock's really the witching hour and you get, you know, oh, well, actually, do I yeah. want to leave here? There's no. a few people that don't, don't get no. back out. No, you know. no. There's another race called the Goat, and that just has one checkpoint. It has a couple of water stations dotted. Yep. It's a 55 mile race, but it's 10,000 feet. It's in the remotest part of Northumberland, so it's it's quite often it snows there, and that has, and I'm sure they do it on purpose. Halfway round, it has uh, a building that has a roaring fire and hot soup and settees 
And that's the only checkpoint. That's and, a really bad and, idea. Yeah. And, and a 50% dropout rate. <laughs> at that point, you know. Halfway, nah. Yeah, no. So, no. yeah. Maybe tell us about the thorn in your side, Gareth, and that's the 215-mile race against Scotland. Two attempts, issues on both occasions. Yeah. And this year, it's it's not there in the a physical race. Yeah. So... Next year's got to be your year, has it? It yes. might be mine. Might be mine next yeah. year too. Well, going back to the point about Nicola training me, and so the first time this that I've I've had somebody actually train me, other than my PT, who's always trained me on my strength and conditioning, which is brilliant. What's he called, Gareth? Uh, Rob Rob Bond, and right. he's at the Mill and Fitness Nutrition. Uh, he, he has his own gym. He's the strength and conditioning yeah, guy. Yeah, he has his own gym. So I go to him, there's just me and him in the gym. There's nobody else. It's just one person at a time. You go in, do your gym session, come out, the next person goes in. So I've worked with Rob quite a while. He's been brilliant. Um, I'm back with working with him again now after after having a few weeks off because of the lockdown. And just I'm just now, again, getting back to where I was and feeling all the benefits of that. So, yeah. I, so knowing that I, I have that on the strength and conditioning side, I thought, let's go for a coach then. Obviously, I've said of Nicola because she knows me the most. So she's specifically training me for this canal race. So I'm just focusing on that. Mm. So this is going to be the emphasis on the race across Scotland. That's going to be the main race. I'm not going to do loads of other races throughout the year. Just going to do some build-up races to it. I think maybe last year the thing was you did a rake of 50s, a rake of really big reckies, a rake of other runs anyway, yeah. the 100-mile Grand Slam, and then... Right at the end, through in the 215. Yeah. So your body's got to feel that. Yeah, it, it has. And, you know, yeah. there's different approaches. But so, yeah, so this time is slightly different approach, purely going for yeah. this is Prioritising that one race. This is my A race. Everything else is going to be tailored around getting this. And I'm going to run it with Nicola. So yeah. we're going to run it together. Because your secret weapon, isn't she? She is my secret weapon. Yeah. Um, uh, we've done the Grand Slam together. So to cross the line of the 215 together will be fantastic. Yeah. Carol's going to crew us. Uh, so the dream team, really. We, yeah, we couldn't ask yeah. for more than that. So, yeah. yeah and they're both saying, Let's, you, you're getting it done now. Yeah. <laughs> you know. well, I talked about this this week with somebody and my definition of a challenge, you see, I used to do weights and, I took steroids, I talk openly about that, it's part of my journey, nothing to be ashamed of, maybe it wasn't a great decision, but that's what I did. Then I moved into triathlon and I wanted to do the Ironman, I saw somebody do it and I realised that it was about the mind because there's people all shapes and sizes, so yeah. it's never too late and it's no. not about size, it's about this, about the mind. Once I'd done that, some people then go back, revisit the Ironman, improve the time, improve the time, improve the time, and that's fine. But then for me, that isn't the criteria of a challenge because polishing something for me isn't a challenge. Nah. It's doing something brand new where you know there's a good chance you might fail. Yeah. Um, and you'll go through all the emotions, experiences and tension, the adrenaline's going where you think, what have I done? I don't know if I can do this. And when you do the sense of achievement, when you've gone outside your comfort zone and you pull it off, then you start to think you can take over the world. You think, yeah. what else can I do? Because yeah. I couldn't do that, but I did it. And so... I have to constantly expand and grow. So I never revisited Ironman. I did it the one time and I thought I did it fairly comfortably. It wasn't the best time, but I was in my comfort zone. I was smiling. It was great. So that's when I thought, what's my weakest discipline? It was the running. I thought, okay, let's do that. And then I went into the ultra running. I built that up and 
Uh, I had tackled a couple of hundreds last year. I only finished one of them, but that was a decision. I could have gone on, but I think there would have been a price to pay for that. Yeah. So I decided not to on the Pennine 100. Now I'm starting to think, I'd like, I think I want to do another couple of hundreds, you know, to refresh my mind about how difficult yeah. it is. But the 215 is on my agenda now. Yeah. They, that has to be, and I need to, I feel I need to do that. So like I say, maybe next year's the year I'll be doing that with you. Yeah. yeah. I won't be keeping up with you. I'll be following you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but as you're saying that, uh, there's a girl, Tracy, Tracy Ann Halligan. Yes, Tracy. She's friends uh, on Facebook with me. Yeah, yeah. She, she's a very good runner but does a lot of flat running. So she's done the M2L. She lives on the Transpennine Trail. Yeah. So she does all the training on there. So she's wanting to step up and do other races. And me and Nicholas spoke to her, we're good friends with her, and we keep saying, so you need to get out and do elevation. You need to get out yeah. and do elevation. Yeah, I will. And she goes out and she, she runs 50, 60 miles a week, Transpennine Trail. Come on, Trace, you need to come out and do elevation. So we've got her up river a couple of times and she's like that. Yeah. So we took her up Snowden two weeks ago. Yeah. And she absolutely, at the top, she was quite scared because she's a bit scared of heights. When we, she did brilliant getting up there. When you get to the top and it opens out and you actually go, oh, wow. yeah. yeah. Where I'm going, oh, now look, Tracy, isn't this beautiful? She's like, oh. yeah, yeah. <laughs> But she went to the top, she sends the top and then she come down. She absolutely loved it. Yeah. And it's opened a whole new world. But as you said, so she's, a, she's an accomplished ultra runner but now she wants to be accomplished yeah. mountain ultra runner. So I've it's seen, a new challenge. Yeah. It's, you know. I'd seen Tracy throw out 50s for fun. No yes. major problem, yeah. but relatively flat 50s. Yeah. When you start throwing the hills, initially I started with flat races. That's why I did yeah. the canal thumb yeah. because I think you've got to start somewhere. But four out of my five runs now are generally, I might do a flat run if I'm just having a rest day, I do a 10, 12 mile run, yeah. um, low grade. But the majority of my runs now, I find the steepest hill I can find. Yeah. It's regularly up really, but there's others yeah. as well that are steeper. Yeah. And I even do, if I do like a, a 13 to 14 mile run, the first six or seven miles will be up yeah. the whole way. Because I like coming down in the second half. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yeah, but, but yeah, once you start doing the hills, you feel you really have to push yourself then, yeah. you know, and your lungs are ready to yeah. burst and it feels good. And the views you get, the rewards when you get up there. So this weekend we're going to the Yorkshire Three Peaks and she's coming there for us. And, and that's the other thing that me and Nicola love doing when we take these groups out is when you take someone and show them something for the first time. So when we took Tracy up Snowdon, she'd never been there. She'd never been to Snowdonia. She'd never seen any of it. So when we took her there and we said, we're going to there. And she's like, we can't get up there. And it's like, we can, it's not as far. Just think of your 50 milers, Tracy. Did you think you could run a 50 miler? No. But you went out, you trained, and then you went and you run to the first checkpoint and you thought, oh, I've bit a bit off. I said, and we're going to climb that and we're going to do the same. So before you know it, we'll, we'll be up to this bit. And we showed her each step as we went and cut each, you know, and we cut it down and within, a, within no time, you're at the top. Yeah, because I, I remember Nicola when you did the Brecon Beacons, which is your favourite race, or yeah. was the 100-mile race there, Nicola was scared of heights. And so you did the section in there. That, that was Snowden. Time. Oh, was it Snowden? Snowden. Brecon Beacons is a lot more rolling hills. Gradual. Yes, where right. Snowden is, is proper map. You went out with Nicola and did a, a night run just to conquer yes. those nerves. Yeah. And uh, um, part of that wasn't on the night run, but part of that, Heather Terrace, she was always very frightened of. She skips along there now when we go. She's up yeah. running and chatting and you know talking on the yeah. t talking on Facebook Live to the group and everything on those. So yeah, yeah the, you, 
conquer your fears, get out yeah. there, Ultimately do it. makes you address those yeah. where you've got doubt or where you've got fears. So it could be fear of heights and fear of, can I do this? You know, I'm not good enough and all these things. And it's, it's so many of the benefits to ultra running besides yes. the physical aspect. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And as we've said many times, that translates into life, doesn't it? Yeah. If you conquer your fears, if you go out, if you tackle things, if if you face them fears, mm. if you gradually do them, you can work through them. You may need some help at some points to do that. Like Nicola needed some help getting up Heather Terrace. Yeah. Quite a few times I've had to hold her hand as we've gone up some bits yeah. or, or like guide her in the way. Now she's like, we'll go up this bit to it. It's just, it translates, doesn't it? it yeah. You know, the, for me, I preach meditation to everybody that, and it's, it's very important and it's a great tool, but it used to be my primary go-to for my mental health to mm -hmm. keep me level, to keep me peaceful. It's not anymore, although it's part of my routine and I, there's different aspects to it. Running, trail running yeah. is the, my go-to for my mental health now. Last night, I had a two-week break from running. I've been running, running, running for the last few months, doing some big miles, fairly big miles. And I had a two-week break because I was very busy. And last night, at the end of the day, my mind was busy. I was a little bit stressed. And I knew I got to get out on the trail. So I down tools in here. And I went out. I just ran 10 miles, hilly-ish, whichever. And at the end, I felt brand yeah. new again. And so trail running now... Stick my gear on, hit the hills for two or three hours minimum, come yeah. back, and I'm, I'm ready again. I'm yeah. recharged. It, it's so important to me. Yeah, it is. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So, Gareth, are you now still running the recce's this year? Are they happening? Well... Because it's a big part for a lot of people pre-race day, you know, when you... You want to maybe experience part of that route and you do it with somebody that knows what they're doing and where they're going... And you run the recce's, don't you? GB Ultra do the recce's. Yes, we do. Unfortunately, we haven't been able to do. No. We, we did a few at the beginning of the year, then they've had to be called off, and they've been called off for the whole of the year. Right. Because there's only Snowdon left, which I would assume will get cancelled. The problem we have is in England... For race, the recce, you mean? The Snowdon recce? You no, know, the race oh, right. will probably get cancelled because the problem we're having is, in England, races can go ahead. Yes, in Scotland and Wales, they have different legislation. So in Wales, I think you can only have 30 people. In Scotland, you can only have 10 people from three households. Right. So we can't we can't possibly pick 30 people to do a race. No, no. no. You know, if, if, we, if we've got 200 people on the start line, we can't say, well, this 30 can do it. So on the GB Ultra's website at the minute, if you go the 5th of September and I think the 19th of September, it's still scheduled for the the Snowdon, and is it the Scotland race as well? Or the there's two races that are still left? In G2A, yeah. Right, there's still two physical races. Are they likely to go ahead, do you think? Or we're not sure? We're not sure. No. We're, we're down to legislation. If suddenly the Scotland and Welsh government say, fall in line with England and say, you can put a race on. Yeah. If you Because what they're saying in England is, if you've got a race scheduled, you've got the permissions in place, and it's all there, and you've done the like, next necessary COVID strategies that you need yeah. to, you can go ahead. Is the Scotland 50, Scotland 100 not still uh, in its physical form at the minute? 
it, on the website. It is. So yeah. so there's yeah, so there's three races left to go at the moment. Right. The D2E is the third, right? Yeah, yeah. so they're the three. Yeah. The fifty one hundred the fifty one hundred Snowden, the fifty one hundred in Scotland and the G2E are all still at this moment in time scheduled to happen. Yeah. And the Chester hundred at the end of the year in November. Yes. So they're all still there. We basically can't we, we don't want to cancel anything. Until, we want until we have to cancel. Of so if we can put any of these events on, we will. I would say Snowden, because we're so close, it's probably going to go because the legislation won't allow us. Yeah. And and any of the events, if the legislation won't allow us, we can't put it on. Yeah. If it, so if it it's, can. it's wait and see. Basically. It's wait and see. Yeah. Um, but as recce-wise, that means that we can't do the recce's. Obviously, the races are coming up. We normally do the recce's at the beginning of the year. So as the races season starts, we normally finish the majority of the recce's. We just put some in later. So none yeah. of the recce's will be going on this year. And then next year, hopefully, we'll be starting them back up. But we'll have to look at them, look yeah. at the legislation, see where we're up to. So hopefully uh, we will. And that's one of the reasons me and Nicola are taking the small groups out, is to get people back out. Yeah, uh, We're taking them on some of the routes. We will continue to do this uh, Probably twice a month, we'll give up our Sundays twice a month and take uh, different groups out and try yeah. and spread that round. And obviously, as the groups can get bigger, we'll take bigger groups. Yeah, because uh, yeah. we love doing the recce's. We love seeing yeah. the routes. I love doing the recce's as well. Yeah. The ones I've done pre-race, it's much slower pace. You get to have a chat with everybody, you ask loads of questions. Yeah, what nutrition are you taking? What mileage are you doing at the minute? Yeah. When you do this bit of the race, what time do you think you'll be doing? It, it's yeah. just good to be able to have that yeah. kind of knowledge, yeah. isn't it? You know, and yeah. you pick somebody's brains. Yeah. I know I'm either do a lot, Gareth, <laughs> at the beginning. <laughs> yeah. But no, that's that's what we love. And again, we'll we'll try and put some night ones on. We'll you know yeah. we'll we'll try and do as much as we can with the community to give back what they've yeah. given us. So, so Gareth, maybe I'm quite curious. Just show us one of the what what's the term you use for it? It's a recovery cough. Is it a compression? It's a compression. Cooling compression recovery cuff. Yeah. <laughs> As paxing, ice yeah. paxing. Can also be warm. So right. you can microwave them so you can do hot and cold. Right. So if you need, you know, if you had an injury and you wanted, you wanted, you know, 10 minutes hot, 10 minutes cold, you, you can do that with it. Yeah. Uh, say the quality, what has impressed me is the quality they make, the, yeah. the sleeve. It's really good quality. The little touches they've thought about. So... You know how hard it is to put these things on. So they've yeah. got a sleeve out and this just slides on. Ideal for skinny jeans as well. <laughs> <laughs> or wet, they're looking at doing it for wetsuits as well. Right. You know, to help. And yeah, oh, yeah, you yeah. just literally put that on your leg. Oh, it's a good idea, right? Yeah, I get it. Pull it, it in. Yeah, pull that off. Pull that off. Bingo. And I'll just say as well, folks, I'm promoting this because I'm very curious about it and Gareth's been telling me the benefits after he runs... I'm receiving no money in any way, shape or form for this. We're not promoting the product as such. I'm just curious about how it works and the technology. Yeah. 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 I believe now GB Ultras, because of we're doing the virtual races and the cash flow is going to reduce, as with all businesses yeah. in this period, that the shop's now doing quite well. And because I know, because I'd seen there's some new products come on the shop and stuff, yeah. isn't there? Yeah, yeah that, that's one of the good things that's come out. We've had time to look at the merchandise. You sorted my technical T-shirt out for me yes, as well, didn't you? Yes, yeah, yeah. So we've had time to do that and source good product, good quality product. Um, you know, Wayne, it's, it's got to be right. So yeah. it's one of the reasons it's not been done before because we've been so busy 
doing other bits yeah. that it's been hard. So they've had time to put that together. It's come together really well. They've yeah. got some good quality products there. The vests are selling extremely well. Yeah. But as we're coming into winter, probably going to look at some T-shirts, especially for me. I, I, I'm, I've not normally been a vest wearer, but it's been that hot this time and they're that good. I, I've been wearing the vests. Yeah. But they're bringing out T-shirts, bobble hats. So, yeah, the merchandise is doing really well. The shop's set up now. It, it's working yeah. well. The, the ordering. Uh, is, I think before maybe was it was just sort of a, more of just a small sideline. Now yes. it's become more of a bigger thing. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. And I know if somebody's coming into it, it's, it feels good when you're out running yeah. with them and you've got your, you know, your GB Ultras yeah. T-shirt on or whatever. It's, well, we, we went last week to, we did some of the Chester route. We did from checkpoint three to checkpoint five and a bit of a loop. We went to Bowl Pale and come back and a bit of a loop round. And they all had the GB Ultra vest on, yeah. the four people that come with us. And it was yeah. like, oh, really, you know, it was good to Team see. Team Ultra. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, and it looks good, so. I know my mate, Brett Parker, as of, so the end of last year, beginning of this year, has got into ultra running. And I think he's now built up to 50s. So he's done Excellent. a couple of 50s. And I believe he's just done the M2, M2L with four of his mates. Yeah. And Wayne loaned him a tracker and so on, I believe. Yeah. yeah so he put a thank you to Wayne on Facebook. Yeah. But Brett's got into this and... He's got all the kit. He's got his GB Ultra gear yeah. and all this, and he's 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 buzzing. And you know, hopefully, Brett now he's on that journey. Like anybody, you get to a certain point, you think, "What's next?" He'll be looking at hundreds. He must yeah. be thinking about them now. Yeah, definitely. Fifties you know? are difficult, but once you get a fifty under your belt, then you think, "Well, if I do fifty, why can't I do fifty-five? If I can do fifty-five, why can't I do sixty? And hundreds somewhere on that. Yes, definitely. Yeah, yeah. most definitely. Yeah. yeah, and touching on the tracker side, that's another area that we've we've expanded on. So personal trackers, so people can hire the tracker for the weekend. If people are going off doing their own route, or you know, if they're doing a Bob Graham round, right? Uh, there's the ability to hire the tracker. Um, Wayne's been very good with some of the charity work. He, he, he's given the trackers for me for my run. Wayne's going to supply the tracker, so you know I'm, yeah. I'm very lucky in that way. Yeah, it's it's good to have a friend in high places with trackers, yes. isn't it? <laughs> yes, yeah. 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 Wayne also last year went out and was seconded and asked to get involved with the Everest One Three Five, wasn't it? Yes, which is. I still, I saw the pictures and the guy that won it looked like he'd died and would yeah. come back to life. He looked, he was, he looked rough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And unfortunately that's not going on this year, but again, that's a, a company that we were connected with. That's a race that we're connected with that yeah. we, Wayne helps out on, uh, helps advise. And I'm sure that will continue and hopefully next yeah. year that'll go on. The GTE actually wasn't on the schedule last year, was it? No. It's, a, it's a new race to the race calendar for GB Ultras. Yeah. And it's the end of year fun run. That's what we're calling <laughs> yes, it, isn't it. It's the yes. 50 mile fun run. Yeah. And I'd love to do it because I'm in love with Scotland. Yes, I am. What yeah. a beautiful place. And once you get, although I've been to Edinburgh on a number of occasions and I love it. Yes. And it's a beautiful place, beautiful people, lots to yeah. see. Once you get past there and you start becoming a bit more remote, the countryside is very quiet and it's very beautiful. Yeah. Dark skies, yeah. you know, no light pollution. Uh, it's, yeah, it's a beautiful part of the world. Yeah. Uh, it's funny, before you came on the show today, just yesterday I was having the exact same conversation with Willow about us going to Scotland at some yeah. point, you know, and how beautiful it is. So, yeah. Gareth, maybe just whip us through quickly the, the GB Ultras race calendar. Yeah. Next year, assuming it's the same as this year. Yeah, 
Yeah. So for, so for next year, we hope again to start with a Chester 50, not 44 miles and not mud. We're hoping for a nice Chester yeah. 50 start to the year. My friend did that this year as well, Chris Reddy. Uh, <laughs> he did that. I was ill that yes, weekend. Yeah. I'd what they call bonked the week yeah. before. I'd been out yeah. running and... I basically collapsed, you know, because I didn't have yeah. the right nutrition, which everybody, it's a real thing. You need to be very careful. Yeah. And so I, I didn't make it, but Chris Reddy did it and he, he said it was a, oh, it was a mud bath. Yeah, it <laughs> was. Know? It was, but people enjoyed it. It was a yeah. bit different. Um, yeah. So we, we always start with Chester. It's a nice start to the year. It's, we like to think it's a good introductory ultra. It has a good mixture. It has a road some nice hills in the middle, some yeah. canal, you know, a bit of everything for everybody. Yeah, it's beautiful scenery as well. Beautiful yeah. scenery. So we start with Chester, then we have M12, which is the flat marathon runner's dream. It's a flat yeah. race. It's a race where people can get a really good time. Yeah. Um, not one of my favourites because it's flat. He says yeah. who's going to run 127 miles on the canal. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah. <laughs> uh, and then we go from M to L, Oh, you're testing me now. So Chester, M to L. Chester 100 next. Do we throw in the first 100? We do. Chester 100, then the Pennine Barrier, uh, Beacons. And we've got the Scotland 100 in the 50. Scotland 150 are in there. Yeah. And then at the end of the season, we've got the Snowden. Snowden 50 and 100. Yeah. And we've got G2E right at the end. Yeah. Are we missing I anything? think everybody should do that in fancy dress because it's, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's the fun run. Yeah. I'm not sure Scotland's ready for 200 <laughs> ultra runners in fancy dress. So. so, Gareth, if somebody wants to look at doing an ultra race, you know, they've decided, okay, I've done a marathon. I want a new challenge. And where do they go? There's the GB Ultras community on Facebook. Yeah, d definitely join the GB Ultra community. Uh, that's a, a brilliant first place to go. And also our, our website, www.gbultra.com. If you go on our website, that has the links to everything that is to do with us for GB Ultra. So th there's lots of other people that do ultra running. There's yeah. lots of other ways in. But for me, if you come through us, you know, you'll be able to see... We're not exclusive. We don't say you've just got to talk about GB Ultra, you know. So yeah. people talk about other races, people think, but it's a good community. It's a good base. And I know you'll get, I can personally yeah. vouch that you'll get good help and support from there. Yeah. So it's a good start. And when the recce's are running, they're all free. So you get to go and try 30% or 50% of a, a given route, a race that's yeah. coming up for free. Yeah. You know, and you get Most definitely. guidance and help. Yeah. Yeah. Along the way. Uh, and we'll be looking. At building some of them. I know Rick's are very keen on looking. One of the things they're, they're wanting to do is put together like a stepping from marathon to ultra. Yeah. Uh, and putting, putting together some kind of thing, thing that might be a podcast or it might be, you know, it might be a document that people can refer back to. So, yeah. you know, they're, they're on about putting different sources there, you know, a bit of nutrition and that would go on the community page for people to look at. Yeah. So that's updated probably... Well, because it's the community, that's updated regularly with all sorts of things. So yes. stuff that maybe doesn't go on the website, the website will be updated regularly. Yeah. But the, the Facebook group, yes. all sorts of stuff goes on there, yes. doesn't it? Yeah. 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 So so the runs me and Nicola are doing. So we'll yeah. put a post on there. So, you know, if you wanted to come on one of them, you'd look on the community and then me and Nicola would say, right, we've got the next three weekends, we've got the Sundays free. So we're going to take you to the Yorkshire Three Peaks. 
hopefully in time, we're going to take you to Scotland. We're going to take you to there. Uh, who'd like to come? And you'd post on there. Other people in the community, just other people in the community say, I'm going to go and run the Chester route next weekend. Who'd like to come with me? And people go, oh, I'll come with you. So there's lots of interaction between the group there. Uh, obviously, the ambassadors are on there. There's, yeah. you know, there's a lot of ambassadors. They're on there to give help and advice. Yeah, just generally, uh, there's lots. Wayne's on there all the time monitoring it. So you, you, there's always somebody who will point you in the right direction and give you some help and advice. Yeah, and on the website as well, if you're looking at a particular route, you can download the route as a GPX file you for can. any of the races. Yeah. Stick it on your Phoenix 5 like I use yeah. or whatever GPS yeah. watch you use and go and run the route yourself, can't yes, you? Yes, of course, you know? yeah. So yeah. That, again, there's no charge for that for the no. GPX files. No, so. definitely not. Brilliant. Gareth Kilshaw, thank you very much for coming on the show again. Thank you. Ultra Running Show number two, the Midnight McBride Show number 23. I have a very strong inclination and feeling there will be more of these. <laughs> yeah, that would yeah. be very good. But it's been a pleasure. Thank you. As always. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you. And each week I like to finish the show with a quote from a book from Pills to Peace. And this week it is from Blaise Pascal. It's not one of mine this week. I'm going to use somebody else's because it's brilliant and it's all of man's problems stem from his inability to sit quietly in a room on his own. When you go ultra running and you're in a sustained period on your own, going through difficult times, there's nowhere to hide. You've got to go inside and deal with your stuff. Once you can do that and learn to be comfortable and peaceful in your own company, and you have a lot of time to think when you're running 100 miles, you then start to like yourself you then start to figure your stuff out and it's a really great way to deal with some of your issues i think if you have mental health problems go and run 100 miles trust me you'll have a whole new set of problems and you won't be too worried about what else is going on in your life you can get the book from pills to peace on amazon in about 12 other places you can get the audio book now which is available also on itunes Audible and Amazon. You can also listen to the radio show every Monday night from 11 till midnight or midnight till midnight on Salford City Radio 94.4 FM. You can follow me on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram and LinkedIn. You can also go to the website midnightmcbride.com and there's probably other things. Anyhow, we've also got, I'm now looking at some special projects. The first one I'm quite excited about. We're going to film that next week. And these projects are going to be a series of short videos. They're going to go out on this channel and they're going to be the first project for Midnight Productions. And there's three of these projects now that are underway. And I'm not going to tell you too much about them, but we're quite excited. So they're coming shortly. Thanks for watching. There'll be another show out every single week. Please subscribe to this channel on YouTube. And this also goes out as an audio podcast on Podbean, Spotify and iTunes. But it's also now going to start going out on Amazon, Deezer and Google Play as well. So you can't miss us. Hope you've enjoyed the show. I'll see you very soon. Shalom. Thank you.